Hello, this is the first episode of the Halos Zone podcast. Um, I'm Curtis, I'm also known as Team Otani on Twitter. Um, follow me if you want to just like live reactions to stuff and all that. Um, this is my, I've been wanting to do a podcast or something for the longest time, but I'm finally starting it up. I have everything that I need to like kind of make just the product of it like decent. You know, like the mic, the webcam, all that. But basically, we're just going to be talking about the Halos. Man, I, I love that. I love the Angels. I love baseball. I love all that. So, again, we're just going to do this as a hobby just for fun. Because I love to do it. I love talking about it. And hopefully I can find more people to talk about it with. Because I just, that's what I love to do. Um... But on here, we're basically, I don't know how often I'll do, like, how many episodes or whatever I'm going to make. We, I might not even, um, like, post this one or whatever. I'm just trying to, like, test everything out. We'll see if it goes well, then we'll post it. If not, we won't. Like, I'm just I'm feeling everything out. I'm trying to um, get it well enough to where I like it and I enjoy it. And I think other people will, too. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, but let's just let's just hop into it. Let's talk about um, the team. We're gonna recap the series against the Yankees, the three game series that um, just went down. Obviously tonight, today's game got um, postponed due to rain. I don't know how. Why New York? You're stupid. Why? Why are we raining? Why is it raining in July? It should be sunny outside. And I get it. California people spoiled because sun all that. But come on. Like, don't rain in July. Whatever. Um, but we're going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about, obviously, last night's huge win. We'll talk about Monday, the win they got. Tuesday, obviously, um, the tough loss after the just the bad pitching outing. And, again, they didn't pitch well yesterday. Well, Tani didn't. The bullpen was solid. But um, we'll, we'll talk about all that. We're going to just get into, like, some news and updates that we found out over the past couple of days um, about, like, what just – like some changes, maybe when we expect to see Justin Upton back in the lineup. And then we're going to talk about the upcoming series against Baltimore Orioles, which is a big series for the Angels as they try to climb back towards 500 and try to, man, gain some ground before the All-Star break and the trade deadline coming up at the end of the month. But let's jump right into it. Obviously, the Angels, they took two or three versus the Yankees um, this week. Um, they won on Monday, lost on Tuesday, won yesterday in grand fashion. We'll get into all of that. But I think we have to start with Shohei Otani. He He's amazing. It's like that's just how it is. He's he's insane. Um he pitched really bad yesterday, so that's something that we're gonna need. Um hopefully that's just a one time thing. He didn't have his um command. Um, again, they got, Glaber got a, um, a cheap little head off him, and then he got charged with three more runs, because DJ LeMay, he just slapped one down the right field line for three when he came out of the game. But, um, at the plate, I thought he had a great series, even though he, again, he hit three home runs, those were his only three hits, he went three for 11, hit three homers, um, drove in four runs, he, he also just missed a couple other homers, again, in both games. Um, he had balls to like the track or he just got under pitches. So 
Um, he he's just incredible. I love watching him play. He's my he's my favorite player I've ever watched. Um, and again, I've watched Mike Trout for so many years. Um, I watched so many other great players, and just he he's different. He's just a different animal. Um, it's fun to watch him just kind of like reshape history and baseball because no one ever really expected someone ever like I didn't before like I even heard about him I was like there's no way someone could like you'd hear about Zach Greinke or Madison Bumgarner hit like hit like three homers a year and hit 200 and you would think that was impressive because they're pitchers but this guy he's redefining everything he leads the league in homers he's still he's still a great pitcher even though he struggled on um Wednesday He's incredible. Um, I, I love watching him play. He had a really nice series in um, New York, despite the tough pitching start. Um, also, shout out to um, Jose Iglesias. We'll talk about him a little bit. He had a really nice series versus the Yankees. Um, got had seven hits, went seven for thirteen, and again, it, 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 Jose Iglesias. He's not a guy that's going to walk a ton. Where at all, he has like seven walks on the entire season. I know he's missed some time, but still, with the amount of plate appearances he's had, he's had seven walks is, is kind of, um, that's just, you need more than that. But he's just not that type of player. He's not a type of guy that's going to walk a ton. So, when you need him to have like seven hit series if he's going to have a big series. And he did. Obviously, he had that big double um, on Monday to... Um, add on to the lead, make it 5-3 in the 8th inning that the Angels were able to close out. He hit that home run on Tuesday that initially gave them the lead. And um, again, 7 hits in 3 games, even if they're 7 singles, that's that's really nice. And 13 at-bats, if you're getting on base at a over 500 clip, even if you aren't walking, that's I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, and he also made a great play on Monday. He had a really nice series. Anthony Rendon, um, he, he had a solid series. Um, he's slowly and surely getting back to the Anthony Rendon that we all know. Um, he went three for nine. He had a couple of doubles, but the big thing is he walked five times. And that's a big thing with Rendon. Rendon needs to walk. Um, a, a lot because well, he doesn't need a lot walk a lot, but like that's part of his game. He's a guy that he can walk. He can he can have his OBP a hundred points above his batting average. He's that type of um, player. And again, when he's walking a lot, it it shows he's seeing the baseball really well. Um, and again, five walks and fourteen plate appearances. You're walking thirty five, thirty six percent of the time. That's again, you can't ask for much more. Along with three hits, he had two doubles. Again, the power hasn't been there. This he's only hit five homers. Again, he's missed some time, but you aren't really you aren't paying a guy thirty five mil a year to have five home runs in June. But again, he's getting back going. I, I no one should be giving up on Anthony Rendon. I, and again, I see people on Twitter say crazy things about him, calling him pool supano, and I get it. He's had a he, he's had a tough year, but again, he was good in 2020. Even though he got off to a really slow start in 2020, he's been hurt this year. He's finally starting to get back to that Anthony Rendon that we know that he can be. That guy who is an All Star caliber player, a guy that 
lots of people before the, before the start of the season were saying he was the best third baseman in baseball, and I still think he can be that type of player. It's just he needs to get going. He needs to put this the, um, slow start behind him. We still got another 82 games to play. We need Anthony Rendon to have a huge second half if the Angels are going to do anything significant. Um, Jared Walsh, I love you. Like, I love Jared Walsh so much. I, it's, I love Jared Walsh. He is, like, I I can't even explain it. Because all the years with Pujols, it seemed, again, Pujols, he gets a really bad rep by the fan base, which, he kind of deserves with how he played after signing that huge contract. He really handicapped the Angels for a ton of years because he wasn't a good player. But to see Jared Walsh come up and play at such a high level at first base, play great defense, hit. And again, Jared Walsh hasn't even been playing well lately. Jared Walsh is in like, I think he, what, he has an 860 OBS in... June, which is we well, added 860 OPS in June, which is good. Obviously, that's great. If you have a, if your OPS is over 800, that's that's really good. But again, his on base was only like 300. He was hitting like 240. But like, yeah, like that was like his worst month of the year. But still, he like he just does. He it's hard to explain because even when he's cold. Like, you still trust, oh, he's going to go up there, and if it's a big spot, you trust him to hit something hard. With lots of guys, even when, like, they get into a cold streak, and they come up, and you're like, like, I don't know. He hasn't been playing well lately. Like, again, I've had those things about guys like Anthony Rendon. I've even had those things with guys like Otani and Trout when they've had some really bad cold streaks over the years. I always trust Jared Walsh. And, again... He went 4 for 13 in the series. He worked a walk, I think. Um, he had two home runs. Both were yesterday. He also had that double in the first at-bat of um, this in his first at-bat of the series that drove in Rendon. He drove in six runs, and obviously he had the game-tying grand slam versus um, Chapman in the ninth. That kind of... That really... That was the that was the play of the night. That was... Again, he... he again, we know... Um, Gosselin walked and then Fletcher got the hit and then after Iggy struck out um, Renjifo got the big RBI two run single and then, Wal- and then Ward had an RBI double but I think without that grand slam I, I just don't like even if he hits a single and it's 8-6 and it's first and third I don't know if the Angels were would have came back because it's still 8-6 the game isn't, again, you're still like, okay, let's get two outs and let's go home if you're the Yankees. But he hits that grand slam. It's 8-8. Eight, eight. You're like, man, we can't win it here. We have to go up and hit again. That just shocked everybody in the building, including the Yankees. So, I, I love Jared Walsh. Like, that's just, that's all I can say. Game time, grand slam. He, he had big hits all series he's had big hits all year he's probably been the clutchest hitter on the angels this season and that's that's been huge 
Um, also, let's shout out Juan Ligarius. Let's shout out Taylor Ward. They both had productive series at the plate. Juan Ligarius, he had an RBI double. He had a home run on Monday. I think he went four for 12 on the series. So, man, good for him. Or did he go for? Did he play all three games? Or did he sit on Tuesday? I'm not sure. But then Taylor Ward, he was off on um, Monday. He played Tuesday, Wednesday. He had two hits in the series. He also worked the walk that um, got things going in the ninth that set up um, the Jared Walsh Grand Slam and then the comeback. But again, shout out to those two. Juan Lagares have been playing a lot better lately. Jared Walsh is not Jared Walsh. Taylor Ward has had a really nice season, despite what some people on Twitter say about him. But whatever, um, I'm a, I like Jared. I like man, I like Taylor Ward. So yeah, that's that. I thought the offense played really well this series. Um, they're the reason they won the series because the pitching really struggled. But um, shout out to the offense. Um, they're going to need more of that for the rest of the year. They've been one of the best offenses in baseball. And they haven't had a, like, Anthony Rendon hasn't been himself all year. And they haven't had Mike Trout for such a long time. And they're still one of the best offenses in the league. So, shout out to the Angels. And, like, shout out Jeremy Reed. Shout out um, all the man, coaches that are helping the hitters out. Because, again, despite the injuries and all that, they lost Dexter Fowler. Obviously, Trout's been out. Rendon's missed time. Uh, Max Stassi's missed time. And... They've still been one of the best offenses in baseball. As for the pitching, let's get into the um, the tough part because we don't we don't like talking about the pitching, well, especially when it's bad. When it's good, it's fine. We like talking about the pitching when it's good, obviously. But when the pitching's bad, it's just it 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 sucks because I I want nothing more than they just to have a, a just a solid. Like, solid pitching. And again, they haven't been terrible this year. They've been really unlucky, which has made them give up a lot of runs, um, have a high team ERA, even though their advanced numbers are really good. But this series versus the Yankees, the starting pitching was terrible. It was it was awful. Um, They went five and a third. They got 16 outs all series. From the starters. And they gave up 16 runs. So they had a starting pitching ERA this series of 9. That's terrible. And they averaged from their starters less than 2 innings a start. Their longest start of the series was Andrew Heaney's 3 inning outing. Where he gave up 7 and they just lost the game. That it was It was really bad from the starters. And then... Again, you can't, sorry, you can't really blame Bundy too much. But you kind of can because Bundy's been bad all year. But again, like the, the thing with the heat, the heat he threw up, that's that's just tough. And then he came in on Wednesday. He pitched really well um, with the rain delays and all that. Show his um, short start. He pitched really well. And again, he's got he got moved to the bullpen. Maybe he kind of figures himself out and he becomes a valuable piece for this team going down the stretch. But um yeah. Five and a third, sixteen runs, four homers, 
They walked eight guys, four of those were Shohei, four of those were Heaney, and they only struck out five guys. That need to be better. Need to be better from the rotation um, going forward. You can't have series like that. Again, having starting pitching like that and winning two or three, that just that never happens. So, like, good for them because they had a good, um, like, they won two or three, but the starters need to be better. And, again, Heaney, we know he's inconsistent, but he's going to move to the bullpen. Otani's going to be better. Like, we, Otani, he's an ace-level pitcher. He's not going to struggle for like that rarely ever he's usually going to be really dominant but he had a bad game so it's whatever the best outing of the series though it was jose suarez on monday after bundy went down with a um with a heat exhaustion he threw it behind the mound um jose suarez came in and he really kept the angels in that game because at the, at that point it looked like they were going to lose they scored two in the first they give both back, one in the first, one in the second. It's 2-2. They have a runner scoring position with two outs for um, DJ LeMayhew. Bundy's struggled all game, and then he throws up. He comes out. Suarez comes in, and he was he was great. Five and a third is what he went. He pitched into the until the end of the seventh. He only gave up two hits. He only allowed one run. It was a home run. He gave up to John Carlos Stanton. He only walked one guy. He had five Ks. Lots of clean innings. Lots of one, two, threes. And that's what you need when you have a starter that struggles. You need a guy that can come in and really do well. But the other thing is Suarez is now going to the rotation. You need guys like that in the rotation. He earned that. Again, he's his ERA on the years under two. Again, his advanced numbers. He is again his like FIP, his XFIP, his Sierra. They're all like in the threes. But again, that's really good. Again, it may be like double his ERA, but that's still really good. And that's still like he's a, still a starting worthy pitcher. It's like last year with Dallas Keuchel, his ERA was below two. And he wasn't that good. But still, Dallas Keuchel is a major league starting pitcher. And he's a solid major league starting pitcher. And again, if they if Swords can keep this up, can really turn into a guy that can be a starter for this team, that's huge. That is huge for the Angels. They need that. They need a guy like that. They got that. Again, Patrick Sandoval is turning into that. And now so Jose Suarez. That's huge for them. But again, outside of that, the bullpen. Again, I took out when I was looking up the numbers. I took out Suarez's outing because he was kind of like a. It's kind of like with the Rays when you like look at their bullpen. It sucks because sometimes like you look at like their bulk guy is out of their pen because they had the opener. So I took out Suarez from the bullpen stats, and I just I took that out, and then I just did the rest. So they went 15 and third as a unit. They gave up five runs. They walked 10. They struck out 14. So a solid, a super solid um, uh, outing from the bullpen. The one problem was, and it's been a problem all year, it was the inherited runners. 
five of the nine inherited runners that the Angels bullpen inherited ended up scoring. Again, I know what Hoyt gave up one. Um, Sliggers gave up three. I forgot who gave up the other one. But yeah, that like you can't like again if you're inheriting nine runners, you can't let five of them score. That like that's just that's unacceptable, and that's been the problem with the Angels bullpen for, throughout the entire season. They just need to be better in those type of situations, and again. They, they just don't have the guys that can come in and with guys on base and get outs because that's been a big problem with the Angels bullpen this season is, again, they have lots of clean innings, but when they don't, it's a lot of runs. They don't do well with guys on base. They don't leave guys on base a lot. They need to be better at that. But overall, when we look at the Yankee series, we won two out of three. We went three and three on the road trip when we had to go to Tampa Bay and New York. Overall, that is that's that's fine. Again, you need to start winning series consistently if they want to be contending later on in the season and um, have a chance come August and September to be doing something as opposed to just kind of playing games just because you have to. But. Um, Again, I can't complain with 3-3 three and three playing teams like the Rays and the Yankees because the Rays are really good. They went to the World Series last year. I get they lost some pieces, with, but like they're still a great team. The Rays are still really good. And again, the Yankees, they've had a bad year. They're 41-39. and 39. They're two games ahead of us. But the Yankees still have a ton of talent. Again, we got lucky we missed Garrett Cole. That, that's huge. I did not want to face Garrett Cole. But... Overall, the Yankees, they have talent. They have a lot of talent on that team. They have a lot of talent um, in in that offense. They have a, their, their pitching has been really good this year. And the Angels, they, they took two out of three in their house. And again, obviously that could turn into they split two of four or they won three of four when they make up the game on August 16th. But until then, they won two out of three in, in New York. That's huge. So now... Let's get into some some news and updates. Let's kind of talk about standings, looking at that fiasco and where the Angels sit right now. They head into the weekend at 39 and 41. They're fourth in the AL West. Um, we're on halfway through the season after Friday's game. They will be officially halfway through the year. Um, overall, it's been kind. Of, it's they've kind of been disappointing because if you think about it they've like again they've showed flashes of being a really good team but they've also just gone through some some ruts where they're just not good at all so it's really tough to kind of assess where like you where we can think this team's gonna go obviously they could surprise us all and they could get really hot and then make a play at the playoffs or they could do what they usually do and they could man get into a cold streak and some injuries pile up and they kind of just roll over and give up so hopefully it's the former hopefully they can get hot going into the break get it, man, stay hot out of the break with y'all coming back 
and they make a run and maybe they buy at the deadline, get a piece or two. Who knows? But they got some work to do. Because again, they're they're in a half behind Houston right now for the um the lead in the division. Houston's playing right now. They're playing the Indians. I'm gonna check the score real quick. They have a five two lead going into the top no they they have a six two lead headed into the top of the seventh over Cleveland. So if Houston holds on to that, then they're Division lead will go to nine games. Oakland, they have the second wild card right now. They have a seven and a half game lead over the Angels. They're off tonight, so that will that will stay put going into the weekend. So, like again, the Angels they have a lot of work to do. It's at the point where there's so many teams in front of them, and they have so much room to make up. You can't really scoreboard watch. You just, they just gotta win, like. Again, like, does it help if they win and Seattle loses and Oakland loses and um, Toronto loses and the Yankees lose and the Tampa Bay loses and Boston loses and all those teams? Obviously, it helps. But also, you just got to win games and you got to just get back in it because they aren't in it right now. When you're eight back with 80 games left, you you aren't in it. It's just like you're, you're out of it until you get back in it and... Again, maybe they again if they get hot, they can maybe get themselves back into the race. But right now, that's what they need to do. They need to get hot. Um, they have nine games left before the All Star break. They have six at home, three on the road. Three of um the games. Well, they open up a three game series versus the Baltimore Orioles tomorrow. They play three versus Boston. After that, um, this upcoming week, week, you know, and then they have they go to Seattle for three more next weekend to um, finish off um, the first half before the All Star break, and then they go to the break and all that. Just some updates, some news. Um, the Angels they could be getting Justin Upton back um, as soon as Saturday from his back tightness, strain, whatever. Um, he's missed some time recently due to that. He got put on the IL. He'd be that'd be a huge addition back to the um to the ball club. Again, when he got moved to the leadoff spot, he became one of the best hitters on the team. And the Angels have really missed his bat, even though they have been able to score some runs. But that's just because they have a lot of good offensive players. But um, getting him back would be huge. Because they, they need his bat back in the lineup. Um, they're paying a lot of money for it. They need him to... And again, he was really good out of the leadoff spot. He was getting on base a lot. He was setting up Otani. He was setting up Rendon. He was setting up Jared Walsh. You need that bat in there. Why did... I, t- I don't know. You They need his bat back in the lineup. They need um Tim to get back hot and go in if they're going to want to make a run. We kind of already talked about this, but Joe Madden officially said that Jose Suarez will move into the starting rotation, and his first start will be this Monday versus the Boston Red Sox. And they have officially moved Dylan Bundy to the bullpen. So, um, 
This is something I've been calling for for a long time. I didn't think they'd move Bundy to the bullpen. I thought they would move, they put him on the IO because he did have that ankle thing in Seattle and he's been really bad since. But also, he looked good out of the bullpen yesterday. So maybe this is just a really good decision. Maybe he figures some stuff out out of the bullpen. And also, Suarez does his thing that he's been doing all year and they. And everything works out. That's what you have to hope for. But again, they have, they have him. They have, it's weird. They have Bundy in the bullpen. They have Quintana in the bullpen. It's just like, oh, okay. It's interesting. Like, that's all I can really say. And it will be interesting to see how they use Bundy. Because they've used Quintana as just a one-inning guy. So, are they going to try to... Are they going to keep Bundy stretched out? And maybe use him as like, oh, a starter struggles. And then... Bundy piggybacks him or do they use him as a one inning guy maybe they use him in some big spots I don't know but that'll be interesting that'll be interesting I think it's going to depend on how he pitches in his first few starts out of the bullpen but we'll see again only Joe Madden knows the answer to that and then finally I saw this on Twitter and some someone screenshotted um a mock draft from MLB Pipeline by um, Jonathan Mayo, who works on Will Be Pipeline. He's a prospect draft guy for um, MLB.com. And in his recent mock draft, um, he has the Angels taking time at in, a starter from University of Texas. And again, we could get into all the draft stuff, but I'm, I don't really want to. So we'll just move on from that. Uh, but again, I would really like the pick if they did end up with time at in. But um, the big thing I do want to talk about is he said that the Angels are leaning towards taking a, a college pitcher at 9 on the draft. Not this Sunday, but next Sunday. And that would be interesting. That would be a really interesting... Like, that's what I think they should do. And again, they should have some options at 9 when it comes to college pitchers. Again, Jack Leiter probably won't be there. But... Again, could they could end up with Ty Madden? They can end up with um, Kumar Rocker, um, which that would be that would be a slam dunk. Like take him if he's at nine. They can end up with Sam Bachman, Bachman from the University of Miami, Ohio. There's Jordan Wicks from Kansas State. They they're gonna have some options at nine. Um, but again, I think that's that's what I think they should do. Obviously, if there's a huge value like a Henry Davis or um, a Khalil Watson, and they love one of those guys, then maybe you do that. Or maybe like one of those top shortstop falls like um, Lawler or um, Marcelo Mayer. But again, that's super unlikely. That that probably will not happen. It pretty much definitely won't happen. There's no way either of those guys gets to nine. It's kind of like a Jack Leiter thing. It's just... Again, there's not like a, a guaranteed number one guy, but there's a bunch of guys that you're like, yeah, that guy's going to go top five. And there's lots of guys like that that you're like, oh, yeah, they're going to go top ten, which is why I think the Angels are in a really good spot at nine because they can kind of just see how the draft pans out and they can just pick the guy that is highest on their board. But if they do go college pitcher, I think that would be really um, ideal. Um, 
I think that really fits their time window the best out of anything. Again, we know the Angels need pitching. They need it pretty badly. But again, they're building a really good young core of pitchers. They had, obviously, with Griffin Canning, with Patrick Sandoval, with um, Jose Suarez. They have Reed, man, they took Reed Detmers last year. We saw what Chris Rodriguez could do at the big league level. And he hit with, what, nine innings pitched in an A ball? That's. So they have, they, they have some young pieces in the rotation that could turn into something. But again, add more, add as much depth to that position. Try to build a young, fun um, rotation that can take this team to the next level. And again, pitching in general, because if a guy isn't working in the rotation or you have too many guys in the rotation, you can put people in the bullpen. These are young guys. Obviously, they want to start games, especially if they're drafted as starters. They were starters in college. But at the end of the day, I'd rather be pitching in the bullpen in the majors than starting games at AAA waiting for an opportunity. So that's just that's my opinion. Again, guys will go to the bullpen. We, we saw Jose Quintana, Dylan Bundy. They say, fine, I'll go to the bullpen. And again, maybe that's more due to a job security thing, trying to just stay on the team. But again, young guys, they'll, they aren't going to not go to the big leagues just because they want to start. So now let's get into the Orioles series. Um. I feel like this is a bigger series than lots of people think. They just need to win this series. And they might need to sweep this one. This one's big, especially with um, Boston and Seattle coming up. Um, obviously, Boston, they won't do. They might have the best record in the American League. I'm not sure if that's exactly true. I think it is. They're like 51 and 31 or something. They've been really good. They beat the Angels 2-3 in Fenway earlier um, in the season. And then Seattle, um, to end out the All-Star break, um, the Angels, they 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 always, they, for some reason, they can't beat Seattle. I, I don't know what it is, but they usually struggle against them. And Seattle's been playing really well lately. They've won, they, won seri- they won a series versus the White Sox. They recently won a series versus the, um, the Blue Jays. They've been beat. They they won a series versus the Rays. They've recently won a lot of series versus good teams. So they they're again their advanced numbers don't look good as a team. They look they look like a team that's going to regress. But again, they just keep winning games, and those are teams that I don't really like to play. Teams that just find ways to win that can be frustrating. And it, and, and again, they're young. They're they taste they taste the blood of winning. And they want more of it. So again, I'm. I I think they should take like two out of three versus Seattle in Seattle. But you just never know with a team that's hot and a team like the Angels that they just they they usually find a way to lose more than they find a way to win. Let's talk about the Orioles. Um, again, no one really talks about the Orioles because there's no real reason to talk about Baltimore because they're Baltimore. But um. They did just come off a three-game sweep of the Houston Astros in Houston, which is actually really, really impressive. Um, but prior to that, they were two and sixteen in their last eighteen before they swept Houston. So again, yes, they could beat you, but also 
you got to beat they they're they're very beatable. They have the one of the worst records in the league. They should get we should we should be able to win two out of three, without a doubt. And again, this is a series they just probably should walk away with a sweep. A sweep, but we'll see. We kind of want to look at the numbers from Baltimore. They um they're seventeenth in the league as a team in weighted runs created. Plus, they're tenth in the American League, and that's that. They are 24th in the league and on base percentage. They're seven. They're tied for 17th in the league in X Woba, or was it X Woba or Woba, whatever? And then they're 18th in the league in home runs. So, offensively as a team, they're pretty average to below average. They, like again, they they can hit a bit, but also they just aren't. They can hit a bit, but also. They aren't like an elite lineup. Um, but we do need to talk about Cedric Mullins because he is a problem. Cedric Mullins can play. A um, he's th- he has a three ninety one on base um percentage on um the season. He has a five fifty slug, nine forty two OPS. He has a four hundred one um Woba. He has a one fifty six weighted runs created plus. Um, he's gonna be an all star. I get he he was in the top nine for outfielders and voting. I think he's fifth um, or sixth um, out of the top nine in the in phase two. But again, he can play. He's fast. He can hit. Again, he kind of finally put everything together this season, and he's been really good. He's been the best player on the Orioles this season. Again, I looked at their offensive war on Fangraphs and. I think he his his F war was like three point seven, and Thoriel's like hitters total, their F war was five point seven. So he he he's insane. He's having a great year for the Orioles, and um, he's he's the guy. He's the guy that you have to watch out for on the Orioles. And they still have some other players that can hit. Dre Mancini, he's a problem. He's gonna be in the home run derby. So that just that should show you he has a lot of pop. Ryan Mountcastle, another guy, has a lot of pop. He is he's been hot lately. He had a really good series versus Houston Astros. And then Austin Hayes, their center fielder, he's been playing really well lately. He's he missed some time earlier in the year, but um, I'm pretty sure he's back. He's not on the IL or anything because the two guys they have on the IL, I saw they have John Means and Freddie Galvis. But let's look. I'm going to look at his game logs. Kind of see what he's up to. But yeah, those are the three guys along with Cedric Mullins that I would be um, looking out for if I was um, Matt Wise and the Angels pitchers coming into this series. But yeah, Austin Hayes, 249, 8 homers, 26 RBS, has 741 OPS. Yeah, he's healthy. Three ninety three batting average. His last seven games, four fourteen on base, six forty three slug. So he's been high lately too. So that's gonna be another guy to watch out for. But again, Freddie Galvis is on the IL. I think they have Ramon Urias replacing him, and he's had a solid um, season when he's played. Um, and John Means is on the I.O. He's been on the I.O. since like the start of June, I think. 
He's had man, again. John Means has had a great year. Obviously, he threw that no hitter against the Mariners. Um, they're lucky they don't have to face him because that's like the one guy on the Orioles in their rotation. Obviously, they have some bullpen guys that can pitch, but he's the one starter that I would fear facing. And again, if we look at their pitching, they have the worst ERA in the league. The worst team in ERA at 5.44. Um, and they're tied for the worst FIP in the league with the uh, Diamondbacks and the Twins at 4.79. And um, But their 4.25 XFIP is 26th in the league. It's 13 in the American League. They're 19th in the MOB in Ks per 9. They're 23rd in the MOB in Walks per 9. And they're 29th in the league in Home Runs per 9. So, that's where you have to get them. This is a team you have to score crooked numbers on, because again, they're gonna they're gonna put up some runs. They're gonna they're gonna score, especially with the Angels pitching staff that isn't a strong suit. They're gonna be able to score some runs. They just got to put up some crooked numbers this series. Um, looking at the projected the projected pitching matchups that they're gonna face, they're gonna see Keegan Akin tomorrow. Um. Yeah, he has an ERA at 7.11 on the year, but his advanced numbers do look a little bit better. But even his advanced numbers, like, again, his FIP, his XFIP, they're in the high fours. So that's a guy that they should be able to hit. Jorge Lopez on the year, he's 2-10. He has a 5.92 ERA. Um, his, his FIP's high. His XFIP's decent. But... Um, He's a again. They should be able to hop on him, and then Thomas Eshelman has a again. He's zero one. He's a six point five seven ERA. He's pitched twelve innings. He's been really bad in those twelve innings. So that's something that the Angels they're they're gonna have to hit this series again. The the Orioles bullpen it's it's a little bit better than their rotation. Again, they have some guys down there. They have Tanner Scott. They have Paul Fry. They have some um what's his name Sussler. I think he's in their pen too. They have some guys out there down there that can that are just solid. So um, you got to get to their starters. You got to get them get on them early, and you got to score some runs. If we look at the projected pitching matchups of this series on Friday, Griffin Canning will take the ball for the Angels, um, opposed by Oriole starter Keegan Atkin. On Saturday, Alex Cobb will face his former team. For the first time ever since he was traded here, um, and again they'll take on he'll take on Jorge Lopez. Then on Sunday we'll see Patrick Sandoval taking on Thomas Eshelman. So this should be a fun one. I think there's lots of things that the Angels should be able to take advantage of in this series. I think they're obviously I think they're the better team. They're playing one of the worst teams in the league. They're at home where they're 21 and 19 on the year. They should be able to. Win some games here. They should, man. Again, I think they should be able to sweep this series. But again, it's baseball. Anybody can beat anybody on any given day. So they got to, but they got to get two out of three. That's that's important. They can't drop this series if they want to be playing competitive baseball down the line. And by competitive, I mean like competing in the standings. Again, they can. They'll have some games in September where they beat Houston, and it's like, oh, that was competitive. But by competitive, I mean like competitive in the standings. So now, let's look at some keys to victory in this series versus the Baltimore Orioles. 
my first key is you got to get ahead of this team early. The one when I looked at um some of the games they played versus Houston that they beat Houston and in all three games they scored first and they led the majority of the game. They were up like again, they were up on Houston the entire series. That's something that you can't do against a bad team because bad teams, even though they do blow games because they aren't good, but when they get ahead, they think, hey, we got a shot here. Let's try to win this game. But at, but when you get on them and you get a lead and you get a fairly big lead, teams like that, they're like, well, they're used to losing. So they're like, you know, what? we're going to lose this. So let's pack it up. Obviously, that's not what they're like mentally thinking. But in the back of their mind, they're like, yeah, we, we are winning this one. So let's. Like, let, let's just focus on tomorrow, you know? Um, and, uh, my next thing, and this is important, and this is just something any series, any game that the Angels really need to work on and they really need to improve at. Length from their starters. Griffin Canning, Alex Cobb, Patrick Sandoval. They need length from these guys. The Angels, their bullpen has been killed with how much they use their um their bullpen guys they have to use their bullpen way too much they again they average less than two innings a start in the yankee series that's unacceptable they need to get some length out of their starters they need a good outing from they need a good outing from canning they need a good outing from cobb and they need a good outing from patrick sandoval they need a pitch well this series those three they need to build some momentum, and they need to give the bullpen a rest. That's that's huge, and that's something that the Angels they just need to do throughout the rest of the year. They can't be having two, three, three and a third inning starts. They that that's unacceptable. Their guys need to be getting five, six, seven a night. It, it that just has to happen. It has to. Next, on the offensive side. When it comes to the bats, everybody's got to contribute. Everybody's got to eat. Um, that's something they did versus the Yankees. Everyone was hitting. The bottom part of the order was contributing along with the top half. Everybody's got to hit. When you're facing a team that is this bad pitching-wise, you need to be able to have all parts of your lineup hit. You need to go into every inning thinking you're going to score. You can't be like, oh, well, six, seven, eight are up. We're, we're just like, hopefully they get like, some. hopefully someone gets on. Like, you need to go into every inning putting up some putting up some base runners. Obviously, you're not going to score every single inning. But, man, don't have the one, two, threes. Man, have guys get on. Man, dude, just everyone get, have guys get on. Get some runs early on in the game from both parts of your both halves of your lineup and just keep it going. Keep scoring runs. Got to keep putting runs on this team because if you go up big for Baltimore, they aren't going to have a chance. If they if they score runs against this Orioles team, they're going to win this series pretty easily and they're going to they're going to do their thing. Next is patience at the plate. They got to be patient this series. The Angels, they have one of the worst walk rates in baseball. 
But if you look at Baltimore, they're, again, they're 23rd in the league. They're 12th in the American League in walks per nine. So they walk a lot of guys. They, again, so do the Angels, but they walk a lot of people. The Angels, they need to be patient at the plate. They need to um, work walks, get on base, set up some rallies. Again, you look at what happened on, on Wednesday. How did that rally start? Walk, fielder starts, walk, walk. They worked three walks. Off a roll is Chapman. And then one big swing, the game's tied. And they just needed the one big swing and some patience at the plate to get there. So work walks, get on base, get some get some um, opportunities going with guys in scoring position, and come through with those opportunities. Next is the bullpen. They if they they can't be blowing games this series. And again, they can't blow games any series, but especially this series. Again, when you're playing a team as bad as the Orioles, you need your bullpen to look dominant for them. And again, I get it. They're 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 a decent team offensively, but still, you gotta your bull. They can't be scoring off off the bullpen. They need. And again, I trust Rysel. Rysel is gonna do his thing if he gets into the game, safe situation, whatever. But guys like Mike Myers, guys like Tony Watson, guys like. Steve Ciszek, guys that are probably going to be put in situ- in high leverage situations later in the game, which as much as we hate to admit it, those are the high leverage guys on the team. The non-save situation, high leverage guys in the game, pre-ninth inning, there it's always going to be Mike Myers, Tony Watson, Steve Ciszek. And that's more of a roster construction problem than anything. But they need those guys to not blow games, to put up zeros, to to not give up base runners, and to hold leads, give give Rysel the ball with a lead, and they're going to win. That's just how it is. If you give Rysel the ball with a lead, the Angels are going to win a ton. They're going to win all the time. They're going to win a ton of games if they can just get Rysel the ball with a lead. Okay, Duke. Um, okay, sorry about that. And then finally, my last key is they got to shut down their bad bats. Again, as much as I as you hate to admit it, guys like Cedric Mullins, guys like Trey Mancini, guys like Ryan Mountcastle, Austin Hayes, they're gonna do. They're gonna put in work. They're gonna get on base. They're gonna man shoot some gaps. They're going to get some big hits. They're going to score some runs. They're going to drive in some runs. Yada, yada, yada. But if they can contain the Pedro Severinos, the Domingo Labas, the Pat Valaikas, the Ryan McKennas, the Michael Francos, they're going to be fine. Because if you are making those guys do all the damage, you're going to be fine. They can't be having Pedro Severino go three for five with two doubles and a homer. They can't have Michael Franco have huge games. Like they can't have Pat Valaika have like four singles and drive in three runs. Like that just can't happen. They need to shut down those their bad bats, contain the good ones, and they're gonna be fine. 
But let's do a quick prediction on how this series is going to go. I think I want to be bold and pick a sweep. But it's tough to do that because, again, any team can beat anybody on any given game in baseball. That's just how it is. It's not like basketball where if the Nets play the Pistons, shout out Pistons fans, but if the Nets play the Pistons, the Nets are going to win 95% of the time. If the Suns play the the Timberwolves, the Suns are going to win almost every single time. And same with football. If if the Packers play the Jets, they're going to beat them almost every single time. That's not the case in baseball. In baseball, again, the Dodgers could play the Orioles, and the Orioles can win the series. Again, we just saw the Orioles swept the Astros. So anything could happen. It's tough to predict sweeps. But we're going to be bold and predict a sweep. I think, again, the Angels, they just can't, they're coming off a huge win versus um, the Yankees. Jared Walsh, game-time grand slam. Luis Renjifo, huge two-run single to give him the lead. Taylor Ward added another. Rysel came in, shut the door on nine or ten pitches. Struck out um, Roof Neto door. Had all the Yankee fans stay there till. 1 o'clock just to watch their team blow it. That was awesome. But I think the momentum's on their side. They have a team that, again, they won three in a row. But before that, they were ice, ice cold. They're at home where they played pretty well this year. Again, they have again they have Cobb and Sandoval on the mound. Those two guys are pretty reliable, especially versus bad teams. Um. They aren't facing any of the Orioles' good pitchers. And by Orioles' good pitchers, I mean John Means. Their offense has been playing really well lately. I think they're going to pull out three in a row. I think they're going to pull out three in a row. I think one of them, they're going to have to um, pull something out of their ass and just figure out a way to win. And if they can do that, I think they're going to sweep the series. They're going to head into the Red Sox series at 42-41. and they're going to be a game over 500, and maybe they gain some ground on Oakland. Who does Oakland play this weekend? Who does Oakland play this weekend? Oakland plays... Oakland plays Boston. So this is a prime time to gain ground on Oakland. And right now, that's the only team we're really focused on. Because... To get to the second wild card, the Angels are going to have to get to second place in the in the division. They're going to have to pass a Oakland or Houston. So, just I'm focused on Oakland. We got to catch Oakland, and if we can do that, we got a shot at the playoffs. But they got a lot of ground to make up. This weekend is a week that they can do that, and they got to win these games versus Baltimore, a team they should beat almost every single time. But again, that's it. Um, Audio-wise, again, I'm going to rewatch this and figure, like, edit it, figure everything out. We're going to attempt to. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm just, we're, we're just testing this out. We're going to see how this is. Um, 
again we'll see if this even gets posted hopefully it does because i mean everything looked good and it sounded good and um but um we'll see um obviously um follow me on twitter at team otani i also have a twitter for um the podcast but um i don't know if i'm gonna be posting anything on there any time soon but again hopefully i get a new one out on monday or maybe sunday night where we were again i'm kind of going to do the same thing during the year we're going to kind of just recap some games we're going to look at the upcoming series we might do some we'll, kind of, we'll check some standings all that we'll talk about like some news and everything anyway we'll just see where it goes from there um i'm going to try to keep up on this again I'm just doing this as a hobby. I don't really care much about viewership or anything like that. Obviously, I'll shout it on anything because if anyone wants to see it, I'm going to let them know about it. But, again, I'm not really going to care about that right now. Yeah, I'm just doing this for fun, talking about ball. So, yeah, that's it for me. I hope you guys enjoyed the Halo Zone podcast. And I will see you guys next time, hopefully on Sunday or Monday. And hopefully after the Angels sweep the Orioles. Because that would be nice. Um, But I will see you guys next time. See ya.